double bill, double bill. Comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Goes together like chocolate and peanut butter, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, like a hamburger and a bun, like baby ducks and staple guns. Record scratch! Double bill, double bill, comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Welcome to Double Bill. I'm your host for this episode, Joshua. Thank you, Mummy Humphrey. And I'm joined by my co-hosts. I am uh, I am Mikey. Screaming at the door! Screaming at the door! Postal. And I am Brian. Create excitement! Watson Jones. And we are joined by my esteemed roommate. Phil, sexy lady on the floor, Henry. And today we watched Doom 2, which is subtitled Back in Action, I believe. Oh, and, it has a subtitle? Yeah, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the second movie in the Ghost Rider series, I Ghost guess. And last and movie. And last movie, probably. The Ghost Rider dyad. Yeah. The, the Ghost dyad, Rider that's duology. A good, that's a good term for it. And just to clarify, Doom 2 does not actually contain the great Marvel vin- villain, Victor Von Doom. There was no... Fist clutching and there is only doom. Nor does it have anything to do with the video game Doom. It took us two hours and fifteen minutes of a two and a half hour movie to figure out those things. Yes. (laughs) In case anybody is curious, it's spelled D H O O M. Yes. And we think it's Hindi for rock. We think so. Yeah. From our experience, because Phil and I have watched the first two movies in the Doom series, (laughs) it seems to be. It seems like the translation is rock. The subtitles have their issues, but they are consistent about it being rock. So, we watched Doom 2 and Ghost Rider 2, I guess you could say. This is sort of the... I I really wanted to say botched right there. (laughs) Sort of the botched creation from the last episode. Would you consider it a botched creation? I think these... I think the fact that we were scraping as to what what the heck were... What What to pair it with, yeah. what, What were connecting these two movies? And I feel like, like... We threw it out there like a final dice gamble, you know? And we're just like, I'd like to do one with Doom 2, but uh, I think I want to do something like... And after however many glasses of wine, it was like, let's do Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance, woo! And you're like, yeah! And then like we sort of... Let it go, and then we're like, so this is what we're going to do, and we committed to it. But we were trying to find like things like as we were watching Doom 2, like movies kept coming to mind mm-hmm. like as we were going. What did you mm-hmm. say, Gross Point Blank? Yep. For, uh, those, for those who don't know what we're rambling about, uh, Doom 2 is a Bollywood movie. It is. Which often draws from Hollywood films from the few years before it's made. The so. premise of Doom 2 is the second in a series, obviously, uh, <laughs> but uh, the first movie is about super cop Jai Dixit, who is like, I, I, I just want to say he's a total dick to almost everyone. It's Especially, like, the person who becomes his partner, Ollie Bai. Is he a dick or is he a badass? I think it's supposed to come off as well, badass, but it comes yeah. off more of, like, he's a fucking dick. He's yeah. a really, he's a really he uptight prick. He might be badass prick. to his partner, but to his wife... That's a dick move. Yeah. It's basically every moment. We, we can we can get to that a little later. But, like, in this movie, so he's a super cop. He tracks, like, super criminals. And he has his partner, who's Ali, who's sort of a bumbling mechanic that sort of joined him from the first movie. And, like, the whole first sequence... What, what, no, the first sequence was... Uh, the train robbery. The train, Arian, the train robbery of the Robbing clown. the train. And but like the first sequence with Jai and Ali and a, Ali was like almost competent up to a point until he dropped his like oh yeah he ran his a motorcycle onto a boat he, yeah. he dropped Nowhere. his undercover agent ID card <laughs> should, we, should we cover these from like 
Should we just start, like, say we're going to get into Doom 2 right away and cover, like, how... Because you're right. Mm -hmm. Doom 2 basically rips off just about any buddy cop action movie um, from the United States of America. In the the best way, though. In the the best best way. way. (laughs) So so what it does is it sets up the, the charismatic villain... Uh, who does improbable uh, Ocean's Eleven type stunts? And who has between eight and fourteen abs? Has eight between eight and fourteen abdominals. Criminal three thumbs. He's got three fucking thumbs. Not making this up. Nope. Three thumbs. Nope. And it's not a plot device for the movie. They don't mention it in the movie. No, you, not at any point. He just point. has three thumbs. The master of disguise with an extra thumb. And we all just up. got there, and we're all like, "Whoa, whoa!" Does he? Rewind that, was, that. Rewind no, that. that. We had a funny in that shot. That looks yeah. even funnier in that shot. That's real. And then he has two up. thumbs. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> he has two thumbs. Um, but yeah, they they really do take the the uptight cop archetype, but instead of pairing it with like the lucky cop or the you know cop who's burned out and on the edge, you know you get you get Ali who is apparently a holdover from the first movie that we don't need to know about, and he's a bumblefuck. The first time he shows up, he does. He botches. He's got a drug deal. He gives the guys the drugs, asks for the money. Ollie botches a lot. And that's all he does. He botches a lot. He oogles tail. And, like, the entire cast periodically bursts out in song with lyrics that propel the plot forward. And, yeah, uh, dick shit is, like, literally the biggest uptight prick. (laughs) Um... But it rips off, and I and I in in no short order. Point Break, uh, the blonde, super charismatic, disguise wearing uh, guy who does like free fall, weird, death defying things mm-hmm. for adrenaline. Uh, That's also beaut- Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. Uh, what was the one with uh, Sean, Sean Sean Canary and Catherine Zeta Jones? Oh, uh, entrapment. Entrapment. So a little yeah, entrapment. Uh, you've got the uh, Tango and Cash. You've got. Uh, Lethal Weapon, I saw a lot of. There was a lot of, like, aerial things. There was definitely John Woo elements, motorcycle, jousting, mm-hmm. uh, completely un-in-fucking-probable stunt work because Bollywood. <laughs> um, and then a healthy... I think that's giving them, like... I mean, <coughs> like, our stunt work is totally oh, yeah. weird and stupid There's anyway. It's like, any like, number of Hollywood blockbusters yeah. have just... Stunts that don't make any sense oh, yeah. from right. a physics point of view. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the weird in-between point between them, the realistic stunts that actually don't make sense, and then like the totally stylized, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon mm-hmm. type, beautiful flying stunts. Oh, yeah. I think this it's was a little a more weird... on, on the Crouching Tiger end yeah, of the a little, it, but it's, it's not... definitely in the middle. It's somewhere where it's like, that's obviously stylized, I mean, so it's it makes sense he can do a vertical 10-foot jump. And it flies... Perpendicular to the direction, and a lot of, the of our right. in a lot of our movies that they have this hyper stylized fighting. The the people have like superpowers mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and so you have this thing in the back of your head that's sort of the the cause of them. Like right. that's this is their ability. This like is we're why seeing Ghost Rider, I guess. If that's you want. Yeah. that's why this I name checked. Guys uh, punched, he flies, and yeah, I don't yeah. fly backwards an equal amount. And that's why I flips yeah, yeah I like name checked Mission Impossible too because you know the first movie was Brian De Palma. Directing Tom Cruise as you know the new Mission Impossible franchise. Mm-hmm. By the second one, which came out, um, it was John Woo directing Tom Cruise and Do Gray Scott, who injured himself by the way, so that paving the way for Hugh Jackman to become Wolverine, jumping off of motorcycles in midair, shooting guns, and then like having fights sixteen in the air, or Tom Cruise jumping into a pit thirty feet and landing, and then taking off running because that's all Tom Cruise does anymore is run a lot, mm-hmm. um, and that's like that's the whole thing. They're just like. It, it was improbable, but both Brian Watson Jones and I were watching. We were just like, 
how much do we need to know what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. How many of these are archetypes? Like, is this a bad guy we're seeing who just robbed the train? Is it a good guy? And you guys are both sort of like, just kind of yeah. go with it? I knew nothing about it going in. I knew there were cops and robbers, so when it opened with a bad guy stealing, I thought, oh, it must be like the charismatic good guy robber against some sort of dirty cops. Mm-hmm. And then it's about other characters for half an hour. And, and the oh, queen of no, the queen I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's not really set up as like a super thief until like 40 to 50 minutes in there. Yeah. Like when he's brought back into the plot line. A thing happens, mm-hmm. he beats up some guys, and then they mm-hmm. don't deal with him for a while. And then, so. like, towards the, what, the hour and ten minute mark, the thief that Jai, like, caught earlier is brought into it as the double agent. Yeah, we don't yeah. see anything about her until she shows up as the, the yeah. mystery other thief. Mm-hmm. And then just before the intermission, because this movie has an intermission, we find out she's she's got this backstory with Jai that... Yeah, she's pulled yeah. departed or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all played for maximum dramatic effect. Like, you know, they're in the theater, he's talking with her, and then the other guy shows up, and she's right in the middle. Intermission. Doom once again. And then so, you've got I, a massive the, yeah. dance sequences. The soundtrack had record scratches built into it. Which this was not a of, subtle yeah, movie. Pretty much, that was Ollie's characteristic sound effect, sound effect of, well... He did it again. He I'll eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy... Gonna be the death of me. God, that movie is a fucking statue for crying out loud. So okay, let's let's talk about that. It's so much fun. Let's let's do the like sequences that I really enjoyed. Like the first um was just like the train heist. Yeah. Him dressing up as the queen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where first you notice something's quite off about being played by a dude. Yeah. Why is the queen a dude? Oh, that's why because it's the it's the crook from later who has to impersonate her flawlessly. So the best way to do that is to have 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 her Yeah. Yeah. And then when they're on the top of the train, and he ends up surfboarding in the desert... Because he brought his, his surfboard, because he knew well, this it's, was yeah. it's a this sk- was It's a sandboard. It's a skateboard. It's a snowboard. For you know? yeah. It's a, yeah. a thing. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. No. It, well, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a folding <laughs> you, you just saw it. It was in the movie. Snow, snowboard yeah. that he uses on sand. Yeah. And right. he can also use on train tracks, and... It's, I mean, it's so hard not to laugh about this movie because he's holding it up and it looks like a kickboard from swim lessons, right? And we're like, what is he doing? Because it's folded in half. What is he doing with that Gen 1 MacBook, you know? And he's like, he's blocking bullets like he can knock them away. He's got it tied to a string so he can whip it at dudes and then pull it back. Didn't you say while we were watching it it was made of the most high quality foam you've ever seen? (laughs) Yeah, easily. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, it's entirely possible that those swim lessons we all took in third grade, that foam could stop a bullet. It just didn't come up very often. Often. Yeah, I was just. Well, just maybe not where you went to school. Yeah, I just remember swim lessons. You're being like two or three years old, and they just kick you in the back seat, and you just go hi until someone pulls your head above water. And like, That's the dead man's float. So uh, I, I loved all the thieves' disguises. Oh God! And like I, uh, I, I. Because the, the second disguise he really goes into is the statue where yeah. he's in the place and he's like mm-hmm. pretending to be a statue in the background. Blending in with the fresco. Yep, yep. Yes. No, the and you guys were totally like blown by that and I was like, just wait. Just you wait. <laughs> I was There's so much better coming. I was blown away by it because at first, first of all, the guy like putters through like this internal aqueduct system that pops up in the bathroom of this high end and I'm like when they when he came out of it right all right so they're still in they're still in Mumbai at that point right the, yeah. yeah which is you know a place that we're clearly not known for a huge aqueduct system but we got a scene of that one in there anyway mm-hmm. and then we're like I'm like and you're like wait just wait and in this whole like Boz relief 
white marble statuesque. There's one of these things, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. He's not. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we name check. How did he get there in the first place? Because he would have had to walk there. Well, we see him the- come out of the sewers, cut yeah. his way through the floor, pop up, up in the bathroom, starts to paint himself, and starts to put some kind of makeup on. And then yeah. the next time we see him, he is blended perfectly in with the fresco. And he has his little tablet mm-hmm. that's uh, controlling yeah. the robot. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, but we have no idea how he got from the bathroom to there. Well, there was that meticulous movie song. magic. There was that song piece where he, the montage where he was like, you know, practicing with little remote control things. He was creating his little. Magnetic well, we saw him build all his Batman gadgets. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we have to we have to like make the also leap that he had basically ingeniously found himself a way to get in there and avoid all presence of the guards. Uh, yeah. Well, if he got in there before the guards ratcheted up security, and he was just standing there as a statue for like fourteen Four hours, hours yeah. right? I mean, maybe uh-huh. commitment. And he, then he, and then abs, he, abs, abs, abs. That's what the extra six. But he also had to get away from the fresco to change into his other disguise so he could sneak out. <laughs> disguise number, disguise number three, which we discover yeah. is on a Stanley, an, an old. <laughs> the, he puts on a Stanley. Thank you. <laughs> he looked like Stanley. I mean, yeah. He yeah. puts on a Stanley. I thought you were. Well I thought you were pulling out these like Cockney, like, like. <laughs> oh, that's no. a Stanley, isn't it? He, no, the nickname, <laughs> no, no. like the like. No, he look, It looked like Stanley. He had the cameo, like right? Well, no, yeah. I just yeah. I thought he was doing like the Ocean's oh, Eleven, where he's like, oh, I am this so is so fired. This kind of this kind of gig is going to take a load of different tricks. We're going to need to do a Stella. We need a Louis B. Armstrong. <laughs> we need a Stan Lee. We're gonna we're gonna definitely need a mannequin in motion. So yeah, we name check. Hi Natalie Ray Wass, my super secret girlfriend. Uh, we did say, well, hey, Natalie does these kind of statues in motion. Um, but they yeah, and so Stan Lee with shoes that magically urinate acid to help him get out of yet another screen. Magic. He pressed a button on his. He coat. pressed his button. Yeah. He pressed a <laughs> button while he was going. For guys, ID, guys, he guys! A and... Slick shoes. He turns into data from fucking. I mean, he has an amazing amount of foresight. He's a super competent thief. He's like, oh yeah, every point. He has his escape plan in mind. He had a fake ID with his real identifier on the back of it, pre-printed and laminated, in case he got questioned as the cleaner. So he could say, so just before. Before his escape, he can say, "Hey, turn that card over." Boom! I'm out. And he's like, <laughs> the floor. Which means the part- Arian, Arian out. Mic drop. <laughs> Which means the part of the movie they cut was the part at the end of every caper where he's throwing out a ton of ID didn't cards. This one paid, didn't need this. A disguise one. he didn't reach. He's like, well, I don't need this surfer outfit. Or the, what, what were all the, the disguises he went surfboard. through in the in the well, in Mumbai? Fresco, right? Yeah. Stanley Janitor. Stanley Janitor. The marathon outfit. Yeah, but there was the regular, like, dashing outfit. Yeah, to he was get in the, the rollerblade. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, he turned into Captain Rollerblade, and that's where he used his Captain magic. Captain Rollerblade. He used his magic magnet gloves. Yep. Which oh, saw, yeah, the magic They, they gloves, spend yeah. an, an, an inordinate amount of time, like, showing him, like, pressing buttons, pulling the product placement Coca Cola can that's made out of iron, apparently, <laughs> to his hand. And he uses these while on rollerblades to pull himself. From car to car, very James Bondish kind it of chasing. It's a cool sequence. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, completely padded and like very much safety gear, except his helmet to protect that handsome mug. And yeah, when he finds well, he a way, want to muss his hair. No, it's pretty pretty hair. It's pretty beautiful hair. But then he gets into a five K and just pulls his shit off. Yeah, and Ali, and Ali runs into this uh, like what was it? The run for fitness. Yeah, the yeah. sugar the sugar free marathon. The sugar free run for fitness. Right, and of course, yeah, our, he, our man A at this point. Because we don't know his name for a while, just, it just takes matter. off his motorcycle leathers that he's using on his rollerblades. Mm-hmm. Just go with it, and he's got his fun run. 
T-shirt under it because he knew that was coming. That it's was like a, Johnny a Danger's plan. Well, you again, they probably cut the part where he pulled off like three more T-shirts and a subway costume, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and though the shelf paper, yeah, the shelf paper, you got it. So he's that guy. Plans was there any more it. in that sequence that he was doing? Uh, no, he got away at that. Point. He got away, and they, you know, oh shucks. There's and, probably wasn't there a musical sequence in that point? Yeah, I mean, this probably. is all interspersed with various like musical sequences. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite musical sequence? Um, this. Oh God, there. I think. Yeah, I think the Rio, the Rio dance sequence where it was like the the heat moment, the Michael Mann. Oh, heat the moment, showdown! The oh, showdown yeah, the where they they admit to who who they are. That was another thing. They had the total that was very well done. Pacino Pacino De Niro scene where the 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 cop and the crook have the the very clever talk to one another about their goals and intentions and what if I kill you or before I kill you first. You know, I'm a crook. And, and they both say at some point like that'd be a shame because I like you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, before that, they had another scene where they had like an interchange, but mm-hmm. it seems like they didn't really know each other. Yeah, it wasn't really clear. They just either identified each other as Indian in Brazil. So yeah. right, I mean, right. So they hey, had a nice little talk hey, to Hey, we're both from the same place. We're gonna hang out here. And then A later identified as uh, Aryan. Aryan, clever. Uh, he he discovers that. Uh, uh, What's her name? Sunshine. She refers to herself in the uh, first third person. Sunari. Oh, yeah. Sunari. Sunari. The, golden the golden girl. girl. The golden girl. So the golden girl, funny guy. So golden girl. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so she is. Uh, the jig is up with her. Um, a finds out that she's. Uh, Doing while he's disguised as a sad clown at carnival. While he's disguised, and they're uh, they switched locations to carnival because carnival's every Tuesday. It wasn't necessarily the it wasn't necessarily Mardi Gras. It could have just been the Wednesday parade. Yeah, so they were there at the the, just every other Wednesday parade in Rio. Ah, Rio. Ah, so he the jig is up, and he turns around, and of course. Of course, he's dressed like a harlequin, sad clown, the sad clown. Yeah. with the sparkles, and you know you half expect him to have big black teardrop, down big black teardrop, mm-hmm. because poor harlequin. And uh, <gasps> once that's all done, he has uh, he has one of my favorite montages in the whole movie was when the when when uh, Dick shit looks at him and he starts walking towards him. And you know, doing the shoulders back, and like yeah, all of a sudden, like the, they do the big dissolve of every single one of his costumes up until that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, oh shoot! I, I'd be remiss to say because it was a seven and a half hour movie. Uh, the basketball scene. See, the, I, wow. I want to touch on that next because that's one of my favorite sequences because they're trying very hard to not show you how bad both of them are, like at playing the basketball. Right. Game. Yeah. Well, at dribbling. Yeah. At, at dribbling a basketball. At this point, all right. So at this point, they're both incredibly athletic, incredible dancers, and cannot bounce a ball. To double back. Uh, they they make this wild ass determination. The cops do that. A is doing crimes with a specific time and numeric, like that was how which they, Jai Dixit figures out like just that. like just that. Like that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's that complicated to figure out. Oh, she all the numbers worked. in that date add up to seven. So clearly he's going to rob somebody on the seventh. What of... that that? How do you know he's not going to wait another month? Because every month has has a seventh. Uh, it's yeah. Anyway, I think there was a progressional uh, pattern with the months too. Yeah, he was was been... like January, February, okay. January of one year, February of the next I may, year. Maybe I, I was that. I was I unable was to determine it. it because I was just going. You, I, I needed. I to think it was happening fast enough, so they were hoping the audience wouldn't cotton onto it either. How <laughs> lousy it is. Well, so that's how they figured out, and then later they determined that there's going to be another crime stealing one of the oldest swords, and these crime patterns, by the way, make the shape of the letter A. 
Because he's also an arrogant prick of a... Well, his calling card at every crime is a throwing star. Yeah. That's shaped in A. That's shaped, shaped like an, an A. a. Yeah. Fucking A. Which so, just didn't sound... The world... The world-class ultimate criminal. Mr. A. a. Well, not it's even not, Mr., just A. It's not like Ocean's 12, where the guy left like the little onyx, the black box, the yeah. onyx box at every crime scene, so... Yeah. They trace the letter A on the map because what he because no one done that before. Yeah, he's like because he's world. He's supposed to be known worldwide. There's no pattern to his crimes other than the fact that they form two big lines. Well, his previous <laughs> crimes started the line, the the center bar across the A, mm-hmm. and so he just extended that. Well, here's a Mumbai's a major city along this line. Clearly, Mumbai is the only city along right. that line. Right. Yeah. So he's a he's a he's a very narcissistic man. And well, I guess course, we we would all be if we had. If you're going to engage in super crime. If we had like 19 yeah. abs and four thumbs, so this guy. <laughs> three thumbs. Sorry. So this don't guy, exaggerate. <laughs> three thumbs that so we know of. This and only like 16 abs. Suddenly the suddenly the news the TV gets a report that another crime is going to be happening for the oldest sword in Mumbai, mm-hmm. and uh, our man A is surprised because he's. At the airport, ready to go, dressed yeah. as a priest, mm-hmm. and he uh, he ends yeah, up the priest disguise. Yeah, the priest disguise. Forgot about that one. Yeah, so he, he turns, showed he, he was, the future tennis champ. Yep. So he goes. Showed and, he's got a moral streak. He's a Robin Hood. Gold. Yep. He's a Robin Hood. And that's I don't know when, what he did with any of that treasure either. Like, right. Right. And that's when we and finally get around because he had it at the end of the movie, right? Our uh, our double agent, uh, criminal number two, uh, Aishar Rai, uh, Bollywood superstar, and ridiculously uh, flawless woman. In fact, this entire movie was full of flawless people. Isn't it just like, there's a lot of beautiful people. There's no... The extra thumb, like that somehow makes it more interesting. 20 times more charming than me with my regular... gorgeous. Yeah. So... It's just just like, oh my god, lord. It's like, there's a lot of Goshen. But there's no... But even in... With all his abdominals. But even in like, even in like your, you know, your... Your Shaw movies and your Kung Fu movies, you know, where there's some amazing, like, martial arts prowess and weaponry going on. You still have, like, a fat, bumbling character, the old man. Well, and, you know, the first movie's kind of set up as the the bumbling, goofy sidekick. And then in the second half, you see him with his shirt off, too. And he's also just ripped, ripped. and statuesque. <laughs> yeah. And they even do a funny Baywatch riff on it. And they show him running mm-hmm. with his future. His Right. It's you know, not like the chubby comic relief running with mm-mm. his wife. Because I've, I've no, seen, it, I've seen people this, from Baywatch. I've seen the first movie. And they've sort of eliminated the ugly looking people from the second movie. Oh, okay. There That's were, kind of an unsettling like, screen like, thing, isn't it? I mean, I don't Some, know like the, how much the, we want to even get into the first one. I, I don't want to get into it too much. But in the first one, you know, like, you know, you had the, most of the precinct was kind of there sometimes. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so oh, there like, were other guys. Gi- yeah, there were weird. Yeah. In the precinct. So oh, they were kind of there and they yeah. were all normal looking, basically. Yeah. And you saw sort of that when, uh, what is it, Shonali? Shonali? The super cop that... Oh, the first... The, yeah, the, the girl. The oh, sister, she did yeah. her... When he did her... She and when she walked through the hallway and, yeah. and like she was being all sexy as she was going to meet Ollie in the interior, and the she was just walking past guys. Gate. Yeah, when she, well, yeah, when we first meet Supercop, female, his Super female, female, yeah. his female yeah. counterpart, his friend from grade school, his friend from grade school. Uh, she's but like sh- all the other people in that hallway scene are just like normal, looking. right? Right. right. And then so like she's shooting, bumbly or fat or ugly. Just she's guys. shooting yeah. while wearing like a sport bra. And then the ear, I'm like, yeah, because that... Oh, I loved how she shot to straight up and she down. a perfect crosshair <laughs> on the target, though. Yep. With, yep. Except right in the center where the heart would be. Yeah. So so we get to the end of Act 1 by discovering that there's a female who wants to really be the next the next a. big A. And so she, she, she forces him sort of to come out and, like, call her on her bluff. Like, he's like, why are you doing this? And mm-hmm. she's like, I want to be your partner. And he's like, I'll take a partner, and uh, which has worked really well for him, like up to this point, yeah, right? Right. And so 
He's doing good. Just a side note, I like that we can tell he didn't have any time to plan for that heist. He doesn't have any any real custom gadgets. He doesn't yep. have yeah, any he, disguises. He, mm-hmm. Somehow he doesn't need them. Like, he's just in there standing next to the thing she's in to steal. Yeah, just eating the thing. Just hanging out, eating a sandwich or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's yeah, eating a sandwich wearing Beat his... Beat here. He's dressed as the Dread he's, Pirate yeah. Roberts. Yep. Well, like Surfer Boy Dread Surfer. Pirate Roberts. Surfer yeah. Dread Pirate Roberts, right. Right. Because Bollywood. And um, anyway, so she escapes and he escapes... Dance sequence to prove that they like each other. That she wants to, like, she, she wants to we- get with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. wheeze yeah. his nugs. Uh, that's, you know, the sexy time on the floor. Kind mm-hmm. of. Sexy lady on the floor. Sexy, sexy lady, lady on the on floor. The floor. Mm-hmm. And she goes through 18 Keeps million outfits in that song. Yeah, yeah that, she has to. She's getting introduced pretty late. At and every time he changes, this, so. she changes all her poor backup dancers. After yeah. Change too. You know, that's yeah. actually something I really like about this movie. It's just like every character always gets like a dance sequence. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. sort of have the time to like really identify with these well, characters. Except for the and just kind of get to know them. Pregnant mocking. Yeah, sweetie doesn't oh, get one. sweetie. Sweetie doesn't even get a real name. in the first one. And yes, her name is Sweetie because you know Bollywood. Um, but yeah, so she's a vet. When she, Just so you know, she's a veteran. A, oh, veterinarian. Veterinarian. So when veteran when we finally veteran. when we finally get them together to like acknowledge that they might want to work together, it is done via. And now up until this point, this is this is I think the important thing. Up until this point, these people have been sort of displayed as flawless specimens of athleticism. Yeah. Uh, a has shown himself to be a competent. Uh, Snowboard, surfboard, skateboard person type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, super parasailer, roller super rollerblader, parasailer, probably martial arts. Yeah. Gymnast. He's athletic. They had dance sequences he's, with he incredible He started the movie by skydiving onto a moving train. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because, yeah. And yeah, he, he's super competent. He is super competent. And she's no slouch, you know. She broke in there. She yeah. figures stuff out. She's yeah. new. She hasn't had a lot of time and to show off, but she's been great. In a, in a pouring rainstorm, while his costume is a kind of a cross between Axl Rose in 1987 and Bret Michaels' Now, um, and she <laughs> and, and she in her almost knee high combat boots, uh, a very impractical leather studded skirt, short skirt, and her crop top with mysterious midriff cut up. Uh, they engage symmetry to all her costumes. Seriously, they engage because she's a bad guy in one of the. Were, I mean, I never... <laughs> basketball wasn't my thing. Yeah. Karate is my thing. But even as a kid, I had one season in me before the coach said, don't ever let him back on the court. And, you know, we all play basketball in, like, gym class when we were kids. Yeah, and you learn how to do, like, play hog or pig. Yeah. Like, this is the one that we know that if you are not a certain height, you're going to be a fuck-up. So these guys, though, engage in, like, a... Are so in the, to- in the movie The Thomas Crown Affair... With um, Steve McQueen, wow, Thomas Crown Affair, Stephen, Steve sure. McQueen, yeah. and Faye Dunaway, they have a really hot chess game, and it's set up like this game of chess between Faye Dunaway and Steve McQueen is set up so that this is their foreplay, and it's soft lights, soft music, and they're playing, they're staring at each other's eyes, and this is the cat and mouse, and this is the kind of thing I think they were trying to set up with the basketball game. But if you see two people who are wildly not capable players... Oh, the camera was really trying to hide that mm-hmm. fact. Oh, yeah. And they were, like, both hunched over like they lost a contact. And they were dribbling flat palm like they were mm-hmm. spanking that ball. They spank it. I swear, I saw her dribbling with her fingers bent back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with, with two hoops that were lowered to about a regulation height of about five and a half, six feet. So that they were both... I'm surprised they didn't even try to make them pretend to do I mean even crappy movies show people pretend to do like slam dunks mm-hmm. and that is because that's the ultimate that shows you have dominance on the court and these that's two that's not how it is in India this oh, is a no. different culture different, I know my, I'm being really insensitive guy. I'm sorry <laughs> anthropocentric yeah so 
there. I still don't know. Is, and, is basketball big in India? I don't know. Like... I mean, they I, talked about cricket, or and I forgot to mention. I, I still the think a joke that totally didn't land for us. Yeah, I still think been, a right. cricket game in the rain with two people would have been hilarious. And by the way, and <laughs> all be, white too. And because yeah, it's it's India, it's fucking monsoon season. So I'm sure by the end of this rainfall during their game, it's going to be like ankle to knee deep water. Mm-hmm. You know, all the sewers backed up into it, and then suddenly come around later. Oh, and by the way, he's got the wor- the oh, the most ridiculous that. Lip that piercing, stud. that stud in his lip. That was part of his costume. They had so many different crappy facial hair appliances. It, it's this movie's mind-boggling. Not to mention a wardrobe that was probably supplied by Urban Outfitters circa 1993. Master of disguise. Because the master of disguise cannot wear an outfit that has sleeves on it. It is not in his contract. Mm-hmm. Cannot show his, Has to show his biceps. Occasionally, Ali, Ali also never had sleeves, but yeah. I mean, you got those guns. You, know. you got to show them up. And Ali also had a rider's contract saying, "I must have a different colored bandana in every one of my scenes." That's how you show he's the cool street cop. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing: I he's the Martin Lawrence. I wear a different bandana for every single race I do, and it's got to match my shorts. That is my one, my one running <laughs> caveat. <laughs> yes, sir. When I'm at the gym, I got to coordinate races. Shh, shh, shh. And then I'll I'll rob places and run, and I'll change clothes mid race. That's what you do. So, um, so that all happens before the intermission. <laughs> yeah, you haven't gotten to the intermission yet. So we're now at like day three of this movie, and um, the intermission happens because intermission. It's such a, it's long, but it is such a good time. It, it is, is, it is really, it, a good it is time. a good ride. And then, like Act yeah. Two takes place in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Right. Meanwhile, ten thousand with Supercop. Woman's sister, mm-hmm. who's identical an identical twin, twin sister, who's Monali, who's a goofy, goofy free spirit. She's and got her hair dyed like pink she talks red. to her house. Yeah, she talks to her house. She's her a house hippie. Housey yeah. She she falls for Ali. And unlike yeah, unlike her sister, who was like really into uh, dick shit, um, she is really into Ali. And apparently, they're they're supposed to be talking in either English. Or like I don't think English. she can speak. Hindi. She can't. She speak can't speak Hindi, Hindi yeah. very well. So they have conversations, and she pretends to forget. Uh, and the Jay's whole time, Jay is just a jackass. He's yeah. a jackass to her. And then uh, the crime spree commences. I think he must be jealous of Ollie. Like he gets really like yeah. kind of pissy yeah. when like he like Ollie is actually like you. It's know, so hard to tell though. You know, it's so hard to tell with him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a cipher, that man. A cipher. Well, he's just like he's so grumpy and angry in the first act. That it's kind of like when he's over there, you're like, is he grumpy and angry that he had to travel? Is he grumpy and angry because he's not getting the attention? Mm-hmm. Or is well, he... and he's always in sunglasses, so you can never tell what's going on with his eyes, yeah. like, a lot of the time. That's a good actor. He's trying to keep that mask down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the moment, the first time he interacts with A, nice, and nice he's actually... And his sexy, sexy hair. He just yeah. needs to... Yep. The first time he's interacting with A, when you can't tell if they know who each other is, and... He like tells a story that he's a writer and he's in town and Ace says something funny and he laughs. I'm like, is he faking that? Because he doesn't. He's never laughed. I this felt is like not the story a character about his who's grandfather been funny. Was genuine. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is it, so it, it? I didn't realize they were making an actual connection because I assumed he was faking it because he hasn't been happy ever. No, that's I think not it a face was, that smiles. I wonder if that was a chance for him to not be at work. See, yeah, I got we, that. We I so got rarely that see eventually, him not but yeah. during the scene, I had no idea that. I think. Was I think he's really. Um, I think he likes when he's meeting with somebody who's of the same level as he is, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. he like kind of. I think he detected that in that scene. It's like this guy is also because like he a is absolutely human. superhuman. Yeah, like 
He's super intelligent. Yeah. He's really like he can he, fly. He, he, he's <laughs> flying through the air on a jet ski, he has, shooting two guys. He has amazing martial arts. It's not so much yeah. that he flies on the jet ski; is that he shoots from under the river. Yeah, he torpedoes out of the river. He's just two been guys down in the there air. until he's needed. Like, like, he's been down there, like doing just... crosswords and like <laughs> in an air his bubble name three times, and he appears. Well, the Mumbai police have a secret compartment down there right, that ejects. Right. God damn, let's hope so, because otherwise they they have police that could breathe water. Oh, that was also that was also that scene in fucking. Waterworld. Remember where they were, the bad guys were tethered underwater on the yeah. jet skis? And then they launched their attack. Oh, at, wow. I, yeah. I really only want to talk about one shitty movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, act two, Rio de Janeiro. And it's beautiful. And it was at this point, on my end, I was curious. Honestly, I was curious. I'm like, how, what kind of a budget does a movie like this require to be jumping? You know, because like a, a Bond movie will do that, you mm-hmm. know, without... Well, no question. They're but it was definitely on location shooting. They had mm-hmm. oh yeah, shot on plenty location. of outdoor shots. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah. The, Jesus statue. The Jesus statue, which his name is we joked the about. Yeah, the, we, and great views. Beautiful oh, yeah. scenery. Oh, yeah. yes. oh, I want to go to Rio. You want to be on a beach? You want to be under? Yeah, I mean, you would play volleyball, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was when uh, I checked it out, and this movie made uh, about twenty-four million dollars American. But it transfers into uh, Jim Croce's. What are they called? Croakers? <laughs> Jim Croce's? <laughs> Crores. 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 That's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Flirties. That, that was a confusing moment in the movie. Like, we have to go after this treasure. It's worth 150 crores. And we're like, like what? what? Is that a lot? <laughs> Good? What the hell is a crore? And then we look it up, right? and it, that's a lot. It's yeah, a, a crore it, is like 10 million. Right? 10 million, right, yeah. Right. One crore. So, so we're like, what? That's it's a lot. Not, it's not an impressive sub until you look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 150. One and a half huh? billion? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, this movie made one and a half billion <laughs> and so that's and you know right that movie killed in uh, the Bombay the bomb the Bollywood Bombay, Bombay market. market yeah um but so they're I was they're, hoping at first the crow wasn't real and he was actually was having a fake, a, like, he was having an auction currency. of these things and they were all bidding imaginary currencies they made up <laughs> on the spot well, so you had to figure out which one was the best bet by gut and so there was a there's a very brief training montage uh a and uh and I'm sorry, Sur, Sur, Surani? Sunetti. Sunetti. Uh, she Thank becomes. You for being she's the golden girl, the golden child. Ah, 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 want the knife? We got it. <laughs> <laughs> I win. I win, double pill. So she uh, she becomes his protege, mm-hmm. and they do uh, they do practice stuff so she can become a master thief. Like he helps her zip up her top. Um, <laughs> She they, started from a very low level. They just they, wore pants her up. Her pants were upside down. She teaches down him how to eat unhealthy food. She teaches, yes, him, she how teaches have, him how to eat a shitty chicken sandwich. Yeah, and shitty. He microwave. teaches her how to eat wine and spaghetti and and a salad every so often because mm-hmm. she pushes a. Because I'm sure she's going to eat looking at Ashwari Rai. She clearly only ever eats shitty chicken sandwiches. Right. Great. And if you but if you look at, <laughs> I had to point this out. I'm like the way she eats that like act eats that shitty chicken sandwich. It's just like. She's she's doing it like she's got a blindfold on, and someone's like, "You're putting on facial cream." She's like pushing it at her head, well, big eyes, while not even actually eating it, but looking like, "Oh, I yeah. eat shitty food." You yeah. eat, you train yourself. She's cookie monstering it, right? Slamming it in, and pieces fly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't ever actually eat them. Nope. 
So uh, they they learn in love, and they learn in love, yeah. and at the same time, he learns how wonderful it can be to have another person in your life. Yeah, and how but eventually he learns that so she's I... betrayed him, mm-hmm. and then there's a Russian roulette scene. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and totally, this movie shifts I still so say, hard. That's either the most romantic or most disturbing scene. You know what? When seen. I first watched it, was incredibly disturbed by it. I was just like, "Oh my god, where did this movie go? What ter- like you went around a corner? It's I did not such expect a you to." Line because the ultimate romance is a hair breadth away from being incredibly disturbing yeah it, it was borderline would you abusive. die for me yeah y- yeah i guess but this movie asks, would you kill me if i asked you to yeah do you love me that much he could totally be a cult leader do you he love could absolutely you love, yeah. end up running a, a bunker in montana or arkansas right well he's super charismatic too i mean yeah, i could super charismatic it's good the power looking. of that extra thumb yeah Throw on some, yeah, that could easily end up being a prophecy. Seriously, throw on you know, some robes and Nike and you got it. Medieval times, when you were grown <laughs> with an extra appendage, you were considered like, oh, or that, or you would have been a bird as a witch. Well, yeah, you know, thrown right. off a cliff, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the restaurant, which you know happened. He was thrown off a cliff. <laughs> eventually, well, he was he, shot off a cliff, but that, he earlier threw her off a cliff. <clears throat> they jumped together off a cliff. Nah. Yes. Yeah. he talked her into jumping off a cliff, which is different from throwing someone. Okay, off, yeah, because it takes longer. Hey, the common denominator was cliffs. Yeah, and it was I was aiming for. <laughs> and it wasn't like even a Matrix moment. Like he's like, use your mind and jumps and like, okay, it's your turn. No, he was like, let's do it together. I'm gonna go nuts with you. You just gotta trust me. And they walk off, and of course they have a long string. Of course he has a bungee cord. I think it's hide, hidden behind his at that back. Point, but the thing looks right. awful long string frenzy. breaks halfway down. He really should have planned it better. Well, and then we had couldn't tell that they had a way to get back up. Right. Right. So uh, I think it was another winch because he had it was well, a winch. The, the winch six thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a winch. I think so, that was hers. Though. That was her winch six thousand. Yeah. I don't know if she I think brought that. Was that. Her. The way well, he presumably uh, it's for sale. <laughs> the way he voiced his displeasure with her uh, prior to the uh, Russian roulette scene and making <laughs> her coffee was uh, having a a shirtless, sleeveless B-side Bollywood dance sequence where everybody, uh, all the players, got involved. Uh, and shook it at each other, and he talked about love and love trampling on you, and um, mm-hmm. and in between there, uh, Jai and A would share what were probably supposed to be adversarial glances, but man, <laughs> oh, yeah. I I could only translate those as longing looks right there, and that's kiss him, kiss him, touch his face. Do you want to hold him? Where was where was the? Uh... Hindi equivalent of Sebastian being like Kisti man. Yeah, that was. <laughs> he didn't. They didn't need him. They were doing it all on their own. Yeah. They were two roommates who lost their voices. They, they were was circling. That James Franco coming in there. <laughs> they were circling, but they were literally. I was like, they were circling each other, and I was like, my mom's old Southern term. She's like, they were circling each other like two panthers in the heat, just jerp, 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 jerp around while all these people were dancing and jerp, 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 jerp. And no, love sucks, but I bet you these two need to wind up together. But every once in a while, we're talking about how love sucks. We cut over to Ali and Mo, just Mo, yeah. totally digging yeah. on each other and having a good time. Having a yay, great time. Yay for us. Like, this love over here, that's painful and harmful, but these, these two, you know. Yeah. They're both deficient, but good looking. Yeah. So, good. They're both goofballs, but yeah. they yeah. get They'll each make other. very pretty babies. But eventually we know <laughs> Which that. Which we saw. In yeah, fantasy. <laughs> but me, but the, finally, the golden Four girl. Them, I guess the golden girl admits her love for A, and they decide to do their final heist, which is a couple of uh, a couple of uh, the original form of currency. These gold like coins, the first coins ever made, first yeah. coins ever made that are worth 150 Jim Croce's. Apparently, in Brazil, <laughs> and, they made the first. Coins. And in Brazil, 
Brazil museum layouts... Not Sumeria. No, Brazilian museum layouts are actually done in a manner that is less akin to, like, you know... What like, was in that room? That was It was the coins, the T-Rex, the, 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 the Charlie Brown T-Rex with his head down. Yep. No, no, no. And there was coins, the Mesoamerican coins, the T-Rex... And then the... Oh, Jesus. Well, it was Children's Day, so they It was had, Children's Day. They, had they the were snow- set up in an exhibit. <coughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarf Band were, were there the whole time. Yeah. It was at this they point, had an enclosure at the zoo. It was at this point when I was bringing my plates over that Joshua had a very... Mikey, get in here now. Now, get in here. So I come hustling back in, and I'm like, okay, it's a spot the costume. Now, up until this point, we've been having kind of a fun time with it, you know? Like, the guy, come on, the guy's already been dressed as a statue. Uh, he's a master of skies. I'm like, what's yeah, he gonna be like? The goofy, f- curly haired white guy in a Cars movie. Is he gonna be, yeah, he looks, yeah, he's the Adam Blizzard. The Blister, college nerd. The college nerd. Uh, I'm like, he's going to dress up like the femur of the dinosaur, but what, I mean, is he going to be a coin? One, one of those schoolgirls. There's one a bunch, little, of, bunch of little school kids. Yeah. And no, they, they pan over in this eclectic museum exhibit to a diorama <laughs> of Snow White diorama and the seven dwarves. Like, an, an integral part of natural history. Of course. Yes. And they were definitely part of the... They're the playing the music that keeps the T-Rex asleep. Yes. Ah. And sense all of a sudden, the so last... The T-Rex doesn't steal the coins. The last two, the last two incognito dwarves were A and the Golden Girl, and uh, one of them was Dopey. I think the girl was Dopey. The fact that you know that makes me hurt even oh, more. Oh yeah, she had the maracas though. How dare I have ever? Well, yeah, seen you don't give the maracas to any dwarf but Dopey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Morocco, exactly. while you work, shaka 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 shaka. Yeah, shuka. I mean, you give the theremin to Doc. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, Doc was playing that with all of his digits, and. Mm. Uh, their their gimmick in order to steal these coins was to release was, a bunch of robot bugs, robot, robot, robot yeah. cockroaches, spiders, yeah, giant scarabs. Beetles. It was a scene that was very, in my mind, reminiscent of the mummy mm-hmm. with the, the scrambly scarabs. It freaked everybody out. And they were able to get them, leave with all the kids. And because then, they were walking on their knees, and cops don't know the difference between no, adults between, yeah. on their knees and children. And then, really good disguises. What do they change into from there? Uh... Just their regular outfits. Yeah, they, was that they, they just left. Their biker gear, another... and then they like yeah. Out. Then they got ju- just got chased on bikes. And it was yeah. at that point. It was that through was the tunnel. Remember? They yeah, through that, the tunnel. That was they were the, on the same bike. Yeah, yep. yeah. But yeah, they, they, that was bike. this was like the sixth Giant day, Hollywood. so that they could be rubbing against yeah. each other. Yeah, the sixth day we were watching this movie, and at this point, Ollie and Jai became super cops, and they exited a chopper. And their chopper bikes, and they gave chase in the most wildly adventurous. And I'm like, this has got to be the final act. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. There was explosions. It there was came car flips. Really close, but yeah. there was singing about you know. There was doom, 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 doom once doom, again, doom, doom, great excitement. Because the chorus excitement. was doom once again. <laughs> it's the second doom movie, so it's hey, more, more of that, more doom, yeah. more rock. So while there were more rocking, uh, there was more explosions. More people splitting up. They're Morlocks. And uh, finally, we get our, our showdown. The showdown. I love that A jumps off the cliff, has a parachute ready, parachute comes off, and Jai just dives after yeah, Jai it. Yeah, Jai takes a moment, rolls his sleeves up, and just dives right after it. I love that there's two chafe sequences there's A and Jai, and then there's Ali and uh, the Golden Sunari. Girl. Sunari. Sunari. And the chase sequence between A and Jai is this giant ran, there's uh, and there's kicking down stuff, and there's a jump off a cliff with a parachute and a catching him, and then they get to the edge of another cliff in a giant matrix fight, and then there's Allie having caught the golden girl. Got her! 
Like, that's it. We, <laughs> they're, they're we'll just skip her whole thing. She had a thing. He had I'm a sure thing. It was Presumably, it was fine. You know, that was he another half her, hour of the movie. He though, got right? her back here where he had no reason to think you were here. Yeah, faster than at your fight. Gun yeah. at her. Gun at her head. Ready to go. And that was the, he jumped off the cliff. And at this point, and the, yeah, the pushing up the sleeves, like. Well, gotta do this. Gotta jump off All the right. cliff now. <laughs> and he jumps off the cliff, and I'm like, and at that point, it's like, is he just gonna land on top of the parachute and just collapse and surf down on yeah. the parachute? Surf down, like <laughs> slide up the side. He's got so many options from here. I don't and know why everyone doesn't. He do basically this. manages to spoon a. <laughs> Jesus, this movie's logic. And they spoon all the way down, and they he disconnects. Which is like dis- another 30 feet. Yeah, and they dis- and he disconnects the parachute. Well, at it- some point, it turns from falling down here to a fist fight. And, like, we don't see them land. We just see uh, A's sunglasses get knocked off, and he headbutts back. And then they're just punching at each mm-hmm. other face to face. Yeah. And, and I guess they landed. They landed on, like, a sub-cliff yeah. or something. Yeah. Because yeah. he has to fall yeah, off another cliff after he's shot. It's a beautiful shot. waterfall. Beautiful so there's waterfall. a ledge halfway he, he gets his ass kicked off onto probably a very slimy and slick yeah, rock. which is another point, because Ali gets the girl down to that sub-cliff, which presumably there's not an easy path. No, he came there. up from the lower level, I thought, because he... He was already down there. I think the point is, is we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. He's just there. All four important people wind up in this. The, the road leading in opposite directions just both ends up at this waterfall, I guess. Just one goes uh, one went along down. the top and one went along the bottom. All right. Oh, man. I like to think that, you know, they had their super competent chase and, like, fight scene and then Oh, it Ollie... was awesome. It was an awesome chase scene. Yeah. I'm sure the one we didn't see but the, totally no. dope. The Ali and, like, Suneri one, like, that ended within, like, minutes because both of them just kind of f- screwed it up somehow. <laughs> I like to think it took a long time, so he led her back there and discovered the two of them just still punching each other because they've been doing that for 40 minutes. It was a long... They were punching like, each other for a while, yeah. Yeah, they just cut most of it. Couple of kicks. Couple of really, really... Yeah. Well, then, like, you know, spoilers, like Suneri ends up shooting A... And he now falls we're off the cliff. Spoilers: We've done the entire plot summary. <laughs> half hour movie. We're two hours in. But I don't know if you wanted to like to be surprised at the end when Sinari kills him. He he <laughs> gets shot ass over tea kettle because he the, says, "Do you love me enough to take my life?" And then she pulls a gun out of her boot and shoots him. Right, because neither of the other guys can unravel the hidden code in "Do you love me enough to take my life?" And then because she's, they're already. By the way, they're already on foreign soil. They clearly don't have a lot of jurisdiction in Rio. Mm-hmm. You mean the the state police from India? Yeah, the state police from India. And then she commits a uh, murder, and he just walks up to her and has some mumbo jumbo, and is like, "Ah, go free. You're free. I know." You have like, to live with yourself now, basically. Yeah. So they leave. So they leave. Yeah, and they just leave her there. And fast forward six months. So and we're like, is it well, over? Thank God, it's over. This has been eight. This oh, that was already... a weird ending. Well, I guess I'll go home to his extremely pregnant wife now. Yeah, should we? Should we even watch the second movie? No, no, let's finish it. Oh my God, six months so, later yeah, in Fiji. That's my favorite part. Like Jai Dixit has a wife back in Mumbai. That's Sweetie. She's been she's noticeably pregnant she when the, all very the events yeah. of this are occurring. Flash forward six months later, after A has been thrown off this cliff or shot off this cliff. He and Suneri are running, like, a restaurant in the Fiji Islands, having, you know, this back and forth. They've obviously fallen in love. And then, like, mm-hmm. Jai Dixit shows up and says, I've been waiting here for six months to see if you've screwed up. He's been waiting there for six months while his wife has been pregnant in Dubai, has had the child. In fairness, we don't know whether he went back to Mumbai from Brazil. He like said he, he was waiting there. He might have gone back and said, hey, sweetie. 
Do you want to move to Fiji for a while? <laughs> I don't know. She was way too pregnant to travel. You're well, not supposed to travel in the Maybe Maybe she has a gestation period of an elephant, so she's going to be pregnant. Or maybe he continued months. to troll her from before when she jokingly said, yeah, yeah, have an affair. I'm sure you'll do fine. And he said, hey, I'm going to Fiji to go bang some strange. And then he took off. <laughs> bang some strange. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I don't even think yeah. Sweetie shows up in the first, the third movie. Yeah, I had. Because <laughs> yeah, I like oh, watched the first like oh, hour. Maybe she died in childbirth. <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus, oh, dark. That's why he got all driven dark. to be like, no, nah, I, I got to go make sure this thing I was doing right. while she died pays that off. Clo- and these two, that closing thing was fantasy people. sequence. A is dead. Like he just he's in a oh, yeah, mental asylum. It's yeah, it's all I, part of the. I found you in Fiji. You're running a restaurant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it's all part of the Tommy Westfall universe. It's okay, I'm gonna let you go because. I understand you at heart. Do them again. Do them once again. Well, it's like they go out to the restaurant. <laughs> and so, wait a minute. So, so, so Jai basically cleans out the fucking restaurant. And, like, it was full of people, including whatever, Steve, the guy who was. Yeah, how did he do that so quietly? I don't know. And then they come out. He's, he's super cop. He's crazy. And he's got a good imaginary. On the table. I'm sticking with the, their imaginary. What's so he puts, he puts the gun down and he talks about, I've been stalking you. And they have more hubbub commiseration, and finally he's just hubbub, like, hubbub, he's hubbub. just like, meh, be good, walks off. Yeah. For the record, I caught you. Now, don't get in any more trouble, you crazy kids. And now let's go, and let's begin another Next doom time adventure. You plow I your better go back and meet my child. <laughs> so that was Doom Two. Yeah, and we need a break because we've been at like about fifty minutes. Yep. Right. Yeah. So let's take a break, and we'll be back. Back to God Ghost Rider. God help us. Spirit of Vengeance. Spirit of Vengeance. Right, Ghost Rider uh, 2. Mind. Yeah, so I have no idea why this one came to mind. I, I know uh, really quick. It, it, there's, a, there's a first Ghost Rider starring Mr. Nicholas. Uh, sorry, Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Culpa. And uh, so the first one w- was notoriously critically panned. Mm-hmm. Came out in about two thousand and five, I want to say. Yeah, probably something like and that. And yeah, uh, had uh, had Peter Fonda playing Mephisto, the Rourke character. In the... Did it also have Nick Cage in the first one? It did. It did. Okay. He had been lobbying to play a superhero besides Superman for a long time, and he's like super. In... He's a big nerd. He's a comic yeah. book nerd. Well, he that's owns why his last name is Cage. Yeah, uh, Luke after Luke Cage. So, and it turns out the first one was a turd. So fast forward to uh, two thousand and twelve. And we have Spirit of Vengeance, and I remember reading that, and I know this isn't even an endorsement. The the second one was better than the first one. Um, it, yeah, not low again. Bar to clear. Low bar to clear, and I had never seen hurtling the lowered bar. I think. Well, I'd you see- know, like you set us up, like you were kept telling us this movie is bad, boy. Well, you said you started watching it and couldn't even well, finish well, it. I was, I was. Yeah, on the, I thought Mikey they were gonna couldn't finish it. I heard it was a piece of crap. I started to watch it, and it. I was just like, this is. I, you know, I got through it because of, I was watching with a group uh-huh. of guys. This one, I was like, this sucks. This is like, there were a few things in there that I thought we'd be able to like kind of key into. Like, uh, so what we get is, you know, eight years later, uh, we learned that in the world that Satan had a baby mama and had an Antichrist kid and wants to transfer his soul into Antichrist kid. So in order to prevent this whole... Because an Antichrist kid is a daywalker. And is it... has all of his strengths with none of his weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you know, they have... He has, so Satan has hired a team of mercenaries to go find the kid. And uh, Idris Elba 
star of the criti- critically acclaimed The Wire, and also mm-hmm. who had at that point had starred as Heimdall mm-hmm. in Thor, not yet in Thor two, still Thorkin. Thor he, he was in it as a alcoholic priest who is kind of a dick, as he's described. Mm-hmm. The he cinema- drinks a lot. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, that's it. Kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there will be many cage impersonations. Morneau. We'll we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, Morno, the priest Morno. Uh, so he he says that they need the help of the rider. Uh, presumably, we're talking about Johnny Cage, and uh, and a and a voiceover flashback with complete with some pretty okay animation. You know, I like the animation sequences. You know, there's a lot of okay. I liked him. I there. I didn't the, need it more than the one. Stuff with Decay Man at the end, where it faded to like all black except for this. Oh yeah, it did spot. like the fish I eye felt, thing. I couldn't tell if that was like we didn't come up with the whole action scene, so we just want to show you this bit, or I couldn't mm-hmm. right. tell it felt what very it was trying personal to do to me. There. But it was before he showed up, so it was yeah. like so is his powers. His targets know he's coming because they feel him first. Because that seems confusing. That's not a good power to have. No, yeah, no. no. I mean, it's not like, a lot you can do. Regret, like, I quick, think. don't let him touch you. But yeah. uh, so he gets the rider in the form of Nicholas Cage. What the fuck happened to that guy? I mean, that's the one thing I have a big Nick problem Cage. with. Nicholas yeah. Cage. You know, we we. I'm not. I don't want to like belabor all he's the jokes. He's done some really good work. You know, I, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking. I've been thinking about this. Like as you've been talking, and I was like, I really don't want to be disparaging to an actor. But he is the worst part about this movie. He, I think what it is with Nick Cage in general is he always makes a big choice. And when it works, it really works. And it's great. But I don't know if he's just not receptive to direction or if people are just afraid to direct him because it's Nick fucking Cage. Or do you well, hire Nicholas Cage because you want him to make big well, choices? Here's, here's the thing. But I think he doesn't that... make the right choice for the thing... What what I feel what I feel with with this guy and like I said I don't want I my observation as you know and as we as all actors is that and it's Al Pacino syndrome at Mm -hmm. some point after he made some critically and like um, money making he was a marquee actor um, Mm -hmm. like with fucking Con Air you know even doing weird movies like Eight Millimeter and Snake Mm -hmm. Eyes you know Mm -hmm. weird little but at some point Nicolas Cage became Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage making those big ass choices without getting reined in took us away from those movies like uh, going way back to uh, Raising Arizona. You know who I feel about that right now? It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I feel I, like I, he, yeah, he could I, go that I, route I, I very feel, easily. I feel like well, he's reached this cultural saturation where it's just him and not the roles he's playing. Well, I hope he's smart enough to be able to reinvent himself. Like Liam Neeson mm-hmm. reinvented himself. A few years back, he became an action star yeah. from what he had been, which was mm-hmm. not an action star. But yeah, but you know, Pacino so, did the same thing, right? Because like, as soon as he did *Sense of a Woman*, 1993. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, next thing you know, we go from having the Pacino that we all fucking think is was like the bee's knees mm-hmm. to like everything going from "I'm going to talk very quietly" and "Hua," you yeah. know, like "Boom, we're going to ratchet everything uh, up." Uh, De Niro did the same uh, thing. Uh, he can only play super cop <laughs> and parody of super cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And but yeah, I think a reinvention at some point is going to be necessary. Benedict Cumberbatch. I still feel does like he. I think culturally right, saturated. Yeah, like, but yeah. you see a movie that even came out three years ago, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, kicks fucking ass, and because it's it's understated, it's very, so understated. And you get a director who can like press down that instant. Uh-huh. But with Nicolas Cage, he did that one. Uh, it was like mud, but not with Matthew McConaughey. Like just this last year, and they're like critically, he plays an ex-con who works a chain gang. He's supposed to take care of the single mom's kid, and they're like, it is probably one of the best. The best Nicolas Cage performances they said in probably ten years, and so but they're like except this one scene where like he's understated the whole time, 
Doesn't even wear his signature hair pieces, but he shows up at her house and his dog's barking. She's like, yeah, yeah, get the dog out. He's like, she, he's a good boy. He's like, no, no, ma'am, that dog is an asshole. He's an asshole. And you're like, well, there's the big uh, pop-up. You know, like, yeah. taking away from what all, just be like, just need, quiet him down. I'm, I'm reminded. Pull him back. You can't hit every whack-a-mole. I'm reminded right. of the, the first episode of Batman the Animated Series, I'm, a story about just recording that performance, uh, Mr. Freeze, in that. Mm-hmm. And then constantly, it's just less, less, mm-hmm. give me less. And just pulling it back so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, it doesn't need to go that far. But you just needed somebody needs to step in and say, hey, Mr. Cage, uh, a less. <laughs> get back a little. Now, here's two things. Uh, we all talked Maybe about... that was, like, the least take, though. Like... <laughs> oh, God, that's a horror concept. That's as good as it's gonna get. All right. Oh, man. They burned through... Oh. They burned through so much fucking film. The takes film. they cut, Idris Elba lost an eye. <laughs> Nicholas Cage was drinking human blood. There's he was re- drinking human blood. There's a reason that the How Did This Get Made podcast calls him Ridiculous Cage. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, he makes big choices, which is incredibly important but there's, oh, as yeah. an actor. The two he's, things... He's yeah. distinct. It... And when it works, it's magical. Well, and I and there was a very I, we we saw it briefly. He okay, so it doesn't help that he is now at the point where I think he's aged himself past a role like Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed yeah. not only an understated actor who could take control of the language, which in the comic book movie it doesn't matter if it's like a blockbuster like Days of Future Past or The Avengers, written by people like Josh Fucking Weeding, but you also have like somebody who can like take a control. And give a performance that you're going to want to be like, I care about this guy. Instead, we got a guy that's, you know, going bald, pulling it back a bit, you know, getting a little jolly. But I think, but I think Johnny Blaze could work really well with, like, an older actor yeah. because, like, you know, you're he, he's driven by the demon that's inside him. Yeah. And, like, he has to keep doing and, this. And he's and a guy who can't stop. An older his character time, has more of yeah. that pathos, that sense of the pain of life that yeah, yeah. sure well, he's but, a character who made dumb mistakes in his youth and, I, and, and now he's still say, affected by them I'm sick of the superhero movies where oh there has to be a teenager yeah. true make Spider-Man a teenager well, yeah, because but movies I, as a whole are being geared towards uh-huh. younger and younger audiences yeah. as time goes on but then we have the guys with the money well for that angle then alright uh, let's talk about like, Evil Knievel that motherfucker was a mess mm-hmm. after years of like driving over. And so with Johnny Blaze, I mean, mm-hmm. as a trick performer. But like, yeah, yeah, but like, you know, if we're talking about morphine, let's see more of that in his body. Like, he was probably in a lot of pain before he became you yeah. know, Ghost Rider. Let's, well, see, yeah. let's see him carry some of that. You even mentioned yeah, you the physicality. There right. should be more like, I'm carrying this burden and less I am tweaking out of my balls on like methamphetamines because he brings it. And the second part, the directors. The directors of the Crank movie, and we talked about that. So Crank and Crank 2, these guys, restraint is not even a part of their vocabulary. They're like Cookie Monster at the Chips Ahoy factory. That's how crazy they are. And so they will... Second Cookie Monster reference of this podcast. You're welcome, America. We'll get to a comparison of the Cookie Monster references later. But they, but I mean, they. how are they going to rein this guy in or at least direct him to like make some fucking acting choices outside of, you know... He's <laughs> crapping out the door! Oh, God, don't ever change, you crazy that sounded, diamond. That had, a, like, a little tinge of Dalek in there. You know Scraping what? at the door! Scraping at the door! You know what? I'm going to reverse my opinion. For a bad Ghost Rider movie, Nicolas Cage was the only good choice. <laughs> all right. Because I still maintain that we would have taken him a lot more seriously if it was another actor without all the expected Nicolas Cage-isms. If he was doing the exact same stuff, but we didn't go into it going, well, we're going to see Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage for 90 minutes. 
if we didn't have that baggage, we would have enjoyed it more, but it wouldn't have been done as well, because it wouldn't have been, and here's Nicolas Cage, and now he's going to freak out for a second, because he's mm-hmm. he's trying to not Hulk out. Well, and the, and the freak out, all his transformations, or him attempting to not transform, it didn't feel like it was painful, it felt like he was just wigging out. Yeah. 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 The guy's head's supposed to catch on fire. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like agony. It seemed like just, oh, I'm supposed to just be crazy now? <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Captain you know, Cake well, what Is it physically painful or is it just fear of what I'm going to do? Because the Hulk doesn't get hurt. And the Hulk's the obvious parallel here because everybody knows yeah. him better. His Lose movies his did better. It's yeah. basically sort of the, the same, same thing. thing only yeah. he's, he's big and green instead of on fire. Combine those two. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what to Ghost say. Ghost Hulk. Um, Hulk Rider. Yeah, I... What are some things I liked about the movie? I liked <laughs> Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris, Idris Elba. And I understood him drunken when I understood what he was saying. One. That was just a good French accent. It was a good French accent. I, I could understand him fine. It was particularly a good drunk French accent. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing Christophe Lambert covered in writing as the yeah, he secret cool. priest thing. Anthony Stewart had as another that, dude. secret priest guy. At this point, I would like to point out the movie is uh, approximately 90 minutes. Which puts it at about an hour shorter mm-hmm. than Doom, Doom to... but it makes it feel like seven days longer. Yeah, man. Uh, I still didn't feel that, because I knew it was an action movie. I knew every beat. I knew where I was in the movie at all I times. can tell where we are in the story, but knowing how far to the end is not the same as... I feel like this has been going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I know how close, how soon it will be over, but I feel like I've been watching this movie forever. There were there were goofy. I think my some of my favorite parts of it, you know, because it's a road movie that ends with like the the ritual and. The I like show. that it was set in Eastern Europe. Yep, because yeah. it's cheap to film. Because it's cheap to film there, yep. but they had some really beautiful sights to film. Oh yeah, there, the there rock nice. formations yep. at the mm-hmm. monastery in Turkey. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. even yeah. the yeah. Op- even the opening the castle sequence yeah. yep. was great. Um, the big, the ginormous uh, drill device fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that crazy mining auger thing. Yeah. I felt like uh, I felt like there was some. I mentioned there was quiet moments in it, you know, where he's trying to implore the mother of the, the devil's baby mama to let him help her, um, where he just lets his face go slack, where he doesn't like have it amped up, and then he just says, please let me help you out. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, there were glimpses of yeah. what it could be. Yeah. Something I really enjoyed that they should have gone farther with was this is what a Marvel movie's like when it's a horror movie. And they didn't fully commit to that. They made it mm-hmm. an action movie with yep. horror elements instead of straightforward Because I horror. think you can make a Ghost Rider movie where the Ghost Rider isn't a protagonist. It's just like following the mafia yeah. as they sort of deal with the well, problem yeah, it's a, of Ghost Rider. It can Rider. be an evil force. <laughs> well, it, then, it can be a Jason mixed yeah. with the Punisher. It's like, more like Ghost Rider adjacent. Yeah. And right. in those moments, in the first action scene with, with uh, the Ghost Rider actually appearing and killing some bad guys, when he's just twitching and grabbing the bad guys and staring at them and opening his mouth and screaming into their faces, that could have been legitimately frightening if they decided to go that route. I felt they... There were some great creepy elements, but they didn't do it. They did moments of it and then went back to the rain movie. When Ghost Rider's just standing there, Mm-hmm. He doesn't look scary. He doesn't look well, badass. Well, that was he it. They didn't look... fully commit. They didn't. Ma- they just had he, him standing there. He looks like there. a they guy just standing him... there, a little bit slouched. Yeah, and his head was well, twitching. Cage was doing way. weird things. But... If he was, if that was mocap, right? Like he was twitching with his yeah, head and right. everything. And I didn't Which, know if that was. Where... I really enjoyed that because it looked like a a blind predator hunting its prey. But we want to see it in more of the body right. and not and just the head. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Just a guy standing here in a slouch. If they'd had some sort of twisted, you know, 
maybe just take a skeleton in the way just they decay. Just a sense that they... he's a coiled spring. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. just where something's going to happen, but it's not happening. There should That's have been scary. A, an elevated that sense of menace. Of... Yeah. Because right now, when he shows up, he, he senses evil. His, 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 for those of you who are not in the know about the character of, of Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze sold his soul to the devil... Uh, to save his dad, but surprise, surprise, the devil, or in the Marvel Universe, Mephisto, decided to renege the deal, and his dad died anyway, and he became, uh, sup, girl? Uh, he became the spirit of vengeance, as the movie title. And his his power, uh, besides, you know, in, in vulnerability, and, uh, you know, being able to produce chains a la uh, Spawn, mm-hmm. that can decimate and turn people into matchsticks, he has what's called the penance stare. The penance stare is um, you get that at level five. So the penance. You know what I hated? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that the penance stare didn't have any kind of CG effect. Yeah, there yeah. was, was, there was, there was no being drawn out of the yeah, body. There, was no there wasn't crazy element. There wasn't. Just, it was he just yelled in their faces, and then they were yeah, dead. He, he made just, them feel bad. He gets real close, like he's either going to bite your nose off or kiss you. Yeah, and then or that's, both. That's like, there was no indicator. It was so the, it was yeah. so frustrating. There should have been something, and the only guy that seemed to even give. I couldn't tell if he was doing it. Right. Yeah. The only yeah. Guy, like, is he doing it? Is he about to do it? Has he done it? The only already? person he did it that, that made sense. a long sense. time to prep this. Oh, it's over. Was was Devil's baby mama? She was the only person uh-huh. that seemed to like have the moment of like, Who reacted to it. To yeah. Reacted fearfully. Mm-hmm. The other person was the Shasta version of Nick Frost, that one rando, <laughs> the rando mercenary. Rando Goon yeah. at the beginning. The yeah. rando Goon, yeah. who like, was freaking out. It's like the mercenary eventually got blown up because he was too fat. We're oh. a subtle movie. Subtle movie. Told you to stop eating twi- was so it many Twinkies. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was yeah. him. But I mean, the only thing, like when he showed up, it's like it's not like the, the presence should be like, people should be afraid. Like you should be afraid of not just well, yeah. seeing a Even flaming... Even a supernatural element. That would have been a good spot for that like, effect that you seeing, for... Like, Decay dude, where it, the image just shrinks in. Oh, it's yeah. Just yeah. One yeah. light spot around the. And people like freaking yeah, out. Yeah, like, why do I feel Scarecrow's effect on people in uh, the first Batman. Or that stuff we see in Lord of the Rings Batman where Gandalf's scary, where everything, just, the mm-hmm. shadows just creep yeah. up the yeah. walls. That kind of just focus in and yeah. scary. Scare the shit out of the if people. If they'd gone full uh-huh. horror movie and done some of this stuff, that could have been a creepy ass movie. Well, and Blade back, works that way. Yeah. Blade 2 worked that way really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And back on kind of the physicality, he's not. Selling the scary, the the fight in the quarry, he's he's riding on his motorcycle. He gets pegged with a rocket, big explosion, smoke clears. He's standing there. Camera pulls out. We see him standing there. He's just standing there. Well, it's it a, might as well be Paul Giamatti with a comb over. Like, right. He's not scary. Well, he's it's, not... it's something I've learned from working a haunted house now five years running. If you're in the scariest goddamn outfit, like a great makeup job of a decayed face and blood everywhere, and you're just walking on your way to break, you're not scary. If you're standing there in street clothes, but your head's all the way back, and your one of your arms is dead, and you're running at somebody sideways, it's the uncanny valley. that's scary. You have to yeah, because n- people don't know how to process then. it. If they see a dude with his head on fire, but he's just standing there, then he's a dude with his head on fire, and that's weird. Mm-hmm. If they see a twisted skeleton insect using some sort of arachnoid attack on you, you don't know how to deal with that, which is what fear is. So, all right, so we have that, and then we also have the. Uh, well, it's, I mean, let's just call it out right now. Um, the devil as a bad guy, uh, as like it's generic. like a depowered devil kind of a depowered yeah, devil. Somehow the devil's trapped in this mortal body. Well, he can only d- be on Earth in a human body, and if he uses his power, he destroys his yeah, body in the process. Yeah. yeah. So and, what happens to him after that? 
I so he's, get, he finds a new body. He goes back to hell. He, right. Like, what, what are the stakes for the new the I, I assume he must there. be reborn or something. So he must, like, start over as a baby, because otherwise he just becomes another adult. Like, I'm sure these are included in like, cutscenes that we'll never right. watch. Right. And so <laughs> otherwise he's an agent in the Matrix, and then fuck yeah, yeah. let's just what jump from stakes? person to person. Right. And then, but then all he does is he, and he gives the cool power, the cool look. You know, rather than the rando mercs that are all running around in, like, black ski masks or black robes. Jesus. Um, and he gives it to... Those uh, are cultists. Those yeah. are the politicians and other agents. Of and people. murderers. Politicians Subtle. and murderers. <laughs> Subtle. Bless you. Yeah. And so they... What was that joke that they were going through the... Who was that public figure that they were... Jerry, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Thank all you. the forms the devil's taken over time. And then and it's all these kind of cartoon images. And then just a yeah. picture of Jerry Springer well, giving the double thumbs up. Vlad the Impaler, Idiomon. Idiomon, yeah. 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 There, were, there were actual, like, okay, I could see that. I think there was Dr. Mengele in there. St- yeah, Stalin. But, you know, to in order to, like, also feel like... In order to also feel like you're, you're bad... You're, you're, there's stakes to be raised... You don't just have a, 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 a shelled out, shitty, tiny Marvel character in the form of Blackout, who, and, and then the power of Blight, you know, the power of Decay. That's a cool power. Which is a cool power. Yeah. But then, like, how is the ability to, like, dissolve people and then, like, make the world inky black frightening to a man who can turn into the personification of justice or vengeance in the form of a big, flaming, scary face? You need something like. You need a Balrog or something, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. flame you down and, like, stomp you into the ground and make you... Because he got shot by RPG. They also introduced one of the weapons for fighting the Ghost Rider as it creates this vacuum that sucks all the oxygen out and it shows how that puts out a fire. And we never see that. Yeah, we no. never see that happen. Which no, seems like it's, it's a, like a useful weapon. A, a <laughs> he fight. did. It was badly you. done. After he got hit by that, it took a while for his head to reignite. That's it. Yeah. That's, but oh it was God. also a giant fireball when right. he got hit by that. So it takes him a while to get the visual effect of his power back. Yeah, it just it. That, I think yeah, and so he didn't feel threatened, and the villain didn't have any stakes. Yeah, nope. and so it was an effective knock him back. Let's run away weapon. They yep. just didn't run away. Yeah, after the, that, the giant so. uh, grenade launchers they used in the first scene with him. Yeah, got get him, him back so we can so drive off. Like so, yeah, that that's and perfect. somehow turned him back into Johnny Blaze. And the finale, Jesus. The finale was just an extended chase scene in vehicles. Yeah. Vehicles which were basically incidental to just be fodder to get ran off the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny blazed off the road. We watched a lot of chase sequences tonight. Why don't we try to bridge this into uh, talking about yeah. both of the films? Yeah. That uh, good. Like, that was a common like uh, throw line. The Moving quick on moving, things with wheels. Yeah, exactly. Motorcycles. Uh, there were sandwiches no in both of them. The other big similarity is an, an intention to go over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And they worked much better in the movie about people than in the movie about demons and Satan and bad and the end of days. Right. Because mm-hmm. right. that's it, that's already over the top, like almost enough. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. whenever you're making up prophecies, it, it means you're, I'm going to spend a lot of time sitting around and explaining a what this prophecy is, b how it ties into the Judeo-Christian. Did you really do that though? Well, the kid with the they said Christness. There's something he, with him at the Winter Solstice. Yeah, he's got his powers, and if the devil transfers into him, then the devil's invulnerable. And on the one hand, I'd like to know what's going on, but on the other, I don't. You need to make me care if you're gonna take the time right. to explain it. And he's got the, the kid's a MacGuffin. Let, yeah. Just make sure he doesn't touch the kid anymore. And the kids, and also the Ghost Rider's got the most Deus ex machina e kind of weapon, and something that he was able to stand at the end and turn in a circle with his chain, and just. Dissolve everybody. Yeah, they just and turned. All ash. he has to do is and dissolve. Then, he had to get his powers back because there's a healthy dose of Superman too. 
Yeah. But then, like, so does this Blight guy, Can he because can, he was holding his head for, like, an interminable amount of time while this kid said, Dad, do I have the same powers? And I'm like, you're touching him. Can you control how dissolvy you are with him? Because At you, times it felt like, no, he can't control it, but then there, he's got... He, like, drew, his, drew the line, line across yeah, his head? Yeah, well, he was dissolving food by accident while not dissolving the ambulance he was driving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Maybe one, he was focusing on not dissolving he can the ambulance, control so he couldn't one focus hand on and not the other. Maybe? And let's just and before before we break, so we can finish bridging these two together, should we do another quick break yet? I, I think we should just finish them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There should have been way more awesome. way more peeing scenes with Ghost Rider. We've all decided, we think yeah. that's the funniest part, but there was really almost nothing to bridge these two movies. Doom was chase in, sequences. That's chase about sequences. It. Chase sequences. And if I had to pick one, which one did it bits. better? Like in chase sequences, it was Doom Two because I just enjoyed yeah. that movie. Even more. their characters were just as invulnerable, but still a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, it was total. Oh, I love that movie. I can't say that I could. I can't relate to these people, but I could relate to them more. Then I can have fun with them. Fun with them, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Let's just have fun with the movie. Doom 2 for being two and a half hours I long. I felt like Ghost Rider was trying to have fun with it. There were t- tons of action movie one-liners that didn't yeah, land. Tried to do there that. was the, the peeing scene, which wasn't which was sold to me as, he pees fire in this movie, but he kind of doesn't. It's the He tells the kid that he pees fire, and the kid has kind of a daydream of like, huh, what that must be like? awesome. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. And That's kids, it. if you're Ghost being fired, you're trying to have fun and not doing it successfully. Right. Yeah. Well, they were trying to make a, a horror movie into an action movie. Yeah. I'm going to go with it. I'm all for like the melding of genres, but that oh, could yeah. have been a lot better. So you can do it well. You just have to know your. You've seen it. the Burrowers, right? Yeah. With like that's a Western horror. Yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. great like melding of two or, genres. I mean, yeah. Well, Cabin uh, in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Wendigo movie, whatever. I don't remember. Oh, oh yeah, Ravenous. Ravenous. Yeah, I love Ravenous. And that, see, that one is also a good one because it's like, well, are we really being a supernatural movie? Or is this yeah. guy just like balls out nuts? Yeah, I love genre bending, but like well, Brian Psycho. said, you have to know Psycho what you're doing. Psycho is a crime caper that to be turns a into a horror movie. It has yeah. to be a choice and not just something that happened accidentally because you put Nicolas Cage in your right. movie. Right, and it, it can't be because you're trying to make the wrong movie. Mm-hmm. I would I would probably hazard to say I appreciate you letting us uh, exposing us to the flesh of Doom 2. It's my first Hollywood experience. Really? Yeah. So it was a great deal of fun. I don't Mm -hmm. know how much of the fun was the movie itself and how much was movie. Well, I heard about I heard about the Doom movies first from the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome podcast, uh, which is done locally by Melissa Karsher and Wendy Bowlesby. Okay. So I heard it from there. They just mentioned it offhand and like they were talking about dance sequences in movies. (laughs) And this Doom had a lot of them. And so movies need dance sequences. Yeah, I I really want to see it. When you watched the first one, you said, "Boy, I wish Winter Soldier had a dance sequence." Yeah, I thought that would be awesome. <laughs> See, uh, do you imagine how good that would be? Oh no, Hollywood would totally fuck it up. But like, if, if it was directed by a Bollywood director, that could be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked actually having like the buy-in on uh, the other half of the double bill. I needed to pick something though that was not something that everybody was unfamiliar with. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was like uh, something that you could draw on your own experiences and can like really like post something to, I'm. Butching your chair. No worries. Sorry. I thought sorry. it was a kitten. But uh, if I had done that, I that think, is. beforehand and thought about it more. See, like, we, I think we talked about Nightbreed, like, beforehand. Yes. And, like, maybe say Because you, you could definitely have brought, a, like, a really good pick, I think, for Nightbreed, whether or not it had been the first Nightbreed in terms of, like, you know. The director's cut or the original? Before the director's cut. I don't know. I think the director's cut and then do, like, People Under the Stairs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe something like that. So I think, like, 
with that, you definitely have a basis to draw on. Like, when, when I throw a Bollywood movie at you, <laughs> you were kind of, like, lost. Chasing and we were all cycles, lost, really. And then that turned yeah. out to be it. But, like, uh, we were talking about the first Doom movie, and, like, it would match up really well. The, la- the last half like, is Ocean's Eleven. Ocean Eleven. Ocean Eleven. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. It would have been really well. It would have been done really well. And, like, the first half is, like, torque, I guess. Like, it's all motorcycles. And then the second half is kind of, like, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have worked better. Uh, we're going to take a break. And then we'll wrap, unwrap some things and yeah. then talk about uh, what we're doing for the next episode. Awesome. And we're back. We've wrapped this puppy up. Dun, dun, dun. Mostly, mostly. The next episode will be a guest episode. We're going to start, uh, I think, try to get some guests on in the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one is going to be my roommate, Tess Keen. Howdy! Uh, and she's going to do... The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I've actually never really enjoyed, and Coraline, which is one of my favorite movies. So that'll be on our next double bill. I don't know when we're going to do it next. Do you want to do it in the next couple weeks before I start school? Uh, Well, we'll figure that out probably yeah, after the podcast, but maybe January, yeah. yeah. At least after the new year would be great. Yeah. How to fit it in. Like, uh, I, I know next weekend, actually, I'm pretty free, Like in, but like right after Christmas, like... The Saturday, Sunday. No. But nope. like uh, New Year's weekend, I'm kind of uh, booked. Um, yep. But maybe sometime during the week. Nope. No? No. <laughs> I don't know. I like being contrary. It's Great. Contrary. Great. Let's keep it up. Uh, there's some gifts on the table because gift wrapping in front of a microphone makes for great radio. <laughs> it yes. does. It's like eating. It's just, it's fantastic. just like, it's like, all right. Uh, I, I, first of all, it's one of, uh, my birthday is going to be coming up on the 25th. It's another one. Uh, this is also marked Christmas a, baby. yeah, and I'm going to be turning. Are you Jesus? Uh, fuck no. <laughs> Pretty sure he wasn't. But, uh, no, no, but I am, I, uh, I'm doing the landmark. I'm turning 40, which is fantastic. Ooh. So, uh, going to be marking off another year, but it also marks another 12 months where we have survived another year of doing uh, Double Build together. We've made it through an entire year. So without further ado... This is like, I think, 14 14. or 15. Yeah, 14. So uh, please, guys, first and foremost, open, open. Come on, I marked this as yours because you can see the mustache. <laughs> Sorry, Someone should get a camera and take some pictures so I... Oh, no. Yeah. Are you suggesting that I do that? Yes, I am. Hurry, we're opening them now. If it's two halves of a cursed, like, ornament. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey. So you have to... Okay, so Jay Humpy got uh, a double bill of his own of Mannequin and Mannequin 2 on the move. On the move. Because you need to know the continuing saga of Hollywood Montrose, who is in the sequel. and And also Herman's Head's own William Ragsdale. Uh, William Ragsdale is the star of, as you know, Fright Night 1 and 2, the original. Oh. And, uh, but Jay Humpy had such a wonderful reaction when we did the Uncanny Valley episode. Because you know, we were both like, why do you like this movie so much? And he was like he clutching was his... Oh, I was, I was in the basement when you... Just as you finished the movie, and I just heard him yell, I love this movie! <laughs> and uh, I got for... Uh, Do I sound that gay? Yeah, I got for... <laughs> I thought you were working on it. I got beat up. Um, John dies at the end. 
Oh, which because our, our unaired pilot. We uh, <laughs> you never released that. We no. we mentioned no. We we originally got together because we had been sitting on my lap. We've been uh, frasting online. We we're frasting online about the reason Double Bill came about is about seeing. Uh, I'd never seen Bubba Hotep. How much noise I can make during this? Crumble, crumble, Bubba Hotep, and uh, we had all mentioned that the movie John Dies at the End had just been recently released. And here's another example of a movie that has an Academy Award winner in it and being like the weird little movie with the dick-shaped... Oh, yeah, Giamatti's in there. The dick-shaped doorknob and... Oh, yeah, the penis doorknob. All sorts of weird <laughs> stuff. Um, But, yeah, so that was... You brought Bubba Hotep, didn't you? I thought you were the one. Yes, I brought Bubba Hotep to the party. Do you already have J-Date? Uh, you do, don't I you? don't. No, actually. I've been meaning to get it, though, because I've, I've had an idea for another double bill involving John Dies at the end. <laughs> since well, we never good. used this and since we never aired the pilot, I feel like we're not dipping back into the official waters if I bring this back and pair it with something It else. might eventually be released. Yeah. Well, if we if ever, there's enough internet clamor. If we ever need money <laughs> for anything and we run a Kickstarter, it would be a good stretch goal, but we've never actually <laughs> needed money. Hashtag pilot yes, if you want that episode. <laughs> What's a hashtag? So, so yeah, this is this is lovely. Thank you, because I really enjoyed this film, and I would like to watch it again. He's stroking it lovingly. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Ooh. Look oh, look at you guys. And then yeah, these are gifts from Josh. Josh, Humphrey, you son of a bitch. Thank you so much. Um, ooh. I got right. the, I've got both of them matching uh, mugs. Well, not matching. They're both mugs. They're both mugs. <laughs> so mugs. it's a theme. The shape matches. Uh, Mikey got a Guardians of Galaxy mug, and uh, Brian got a Doctor Who mug based on their previous picks in uh, the Double Hill his- God, Double Bill history. Really thoughtful. I just got some random stuff for not everyone at the table, and now I feel like crap. You're fine. You're I fine. I didn't know there was a gift exchange. I'm um, gonna have to drink whiskey out of this mug until I forget. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't be too mug. difficult to pick a mug. I had another gift. I better open it. Well, we have things from Brian. Yes. Which I got for the household, completely forgetting Mikey would be here. No. <laughs> I'm good at life. I'm good at life. Tess gets oh, a check excellent. for $10. Woo! I'll take $10. I got a haha mustache. Name that stash game. Oh, God. Josh has a mustache. In, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Josh is in a case mustache. it hasn't come up. <laughs> Josh is actually a sentient mustache that grew a body. In case Josh isn't just like getting a mustache gifts this year. <laughs> and I got an awesome, Ooh. a really fun game called Boss Monster. You don't, that expansion. isn't part of this house already, is it? No, it is not. Okay, good. Thank I thought about buying it. It's what I've been thinking about buying for a while. It has an expansion too, is it? Yes. Almost bought it on Amazon a couple it's of days ago. It's an 8-bit <laughs> video game themed dungeon building card game. Thank you, Brian. Yes. Super cool. Awesome. So, from all of us here at uh, Double Bureau, uh, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening. Uh, Someone shoot me. Double kill me. Double Bill is made part. Real gun. Double Bill is made possible in part by the uh, General Mills and WGBH Boston. (laughs) Uh, The American Humane Society. Mikey's dead. Oh, wait, no, Brian's dead. Mikey, I'll kill you next. Please don't. I just need to see it through. Uh, but tune in again, and if you enjoy it, please uh, tell your friends, share it on Facebook and social media. Our fantastic opening music was by one Miss Anna Wiggle-Reed. Um, 
Also, you should be able to go out and listen to somebody. Wow, has her website changed? If it's not AnnaWeggle.com anymore, that's a problem. That we got to figure that out. <laughs> uh, also, is it AnnaWeggleRead.com now? I don't know. Try please, them both. <laughs> please, uh, if if you get now that you're probably satiated with the podcast serial, go back and dip your toes into the other local Twin Cities podcasts. There's a gazillion of them out there that also have equally fantastic content where they don't watch terrible movies like Ghost Rider 2, uh. Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, some of them are uh, Totes Recall which just did an episode about Home Alone they've also done previous episodes about uh, Grease and I think oh what was another one uh, it's escaping me uh, Eric McEwen and Levi Weinhagen do their uh, podcast about science Regret Labs Regret Labs yep that's fun uh, Mark Sweeney does his uh, Twin Cities Story podcast and there's many many others on the Noise Picnic Network that you can also listen to fantastic uh, from all of us thank you very much for listening and we will talk to you again very soon in the new year in the new year mm-hmm. happy 2015 double bill double bill comparing culture it's double bill putting two things together it's double bill it's double bill doom 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 chai chain 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 once again, once again. Once again.